sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome, everybody. You've landed on Teen Sports Radio. We've got another rocking show for you today. Uh, we're Community Hour, and basically you've been around here now since 2010. We've got an amazing producer. News Press Radio has housed us. Uh, we're just we're just about kids and any any topic that's out there that we need to shed some light on in a way that is for learning and growing. And um, we've got a great group today to talk about the newest issues in the house. We've got Anthony Rodriguez, Christine Marie with she she does some tarot reading for us. Uh, a view from the deck. Dr. Amy Salzman's in the house. Dominique Hackett and of course our Renaissance man Don Sanders so let's get going by uh, I always like to start the show by uh, being grateful to this past week and um, we'll start with Dominique Dominique what are you grateful for yay I want to give gratitude to a friend of mine from the UK from England her name is Anna and I have spent um, probably over a year studying some of the legalese of some of the fun things that, that I study but I just want to say that it's so fun being able to connect with people all over the globe and be able to study things and learn things together. And I just I'm so grateful to Anna for being on a journey of, of studying some really interesting materials having to do with law. So it's very, very fun. Yeah, I am so appreciative. Um, our newest relationship is with Eternity Ready Radio. And um, they are they've got Marks all over the world. I love looking at uh, the logistics of the show. And we've added uh, last week was Moscow. This week is Tokyo. It's so cool to see uh, what the show is doing and how broad of a scope, like the impact that we're going to be making. Um, it's just, it's amazing. Don Sanders, who do you want to give some love to? I want to give some love to my daughter and her boyfriend who uh, came through last week and cooked us a spectacular dinner and uh, had a chance to catch up and spend the night with family. Always, always a good thing before they returned to their home there in Santa Barbara. So this is the same daughter that got when you did the uh, you had to explain why you loved what was the car Subaru, was it the four wheel drive car? Yeah, this is the one that just got herself out of a flooded river situation on a camping trip. Yes. <laughs> so funny. He goes, I would like to thank Subaru. Let me explain. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. And it's funny because my, my son is going to be moving to an area which uh, has seasons. And... Um, He's going to, I actually brought the story up to him. I go, you might want to look at those Subarus if you're going to need four-wheel drive. <laughs> it was pretty funny. So, I mean, some good stuff there. All right. So, we got Dr. Amy's in the house. And congrats to uh, the launch of your Spot a Spider. And I know our own producer uh, helped you with that. So, who do you want to give some love to? Well, we can start with Dr. Richard Dugan for... Um, lending his sonorous voice to the videos. And uh, I want to give a shout out actually to my PR team at Pink Shark in LA and to the many affiliated podcasts 
that are as awesome as teen sports radio, maybe not quite as awesome. Um, <laughs> so I spoke with moms of teens and tweens this morning. I'm going to speak with autism dad next week and parenting impossible sometime soon. And I think I spoke with Dr. Cam um, all about teaching kids to spot and stop spiders. And I think for me, what's been the most powerful is that so many of the podcasters themselves either were trapped by abusive spiders or had a friend or a family member who was trapped by an abusive spider. And so um, they really understand it and they really wish that they had this when they were young. Mm hmm. I told you this uh, at a luncheon th that you joined at our house once. Um, I think my kids were in like sixth grade and I invited all these moms over and I don't even know how the conversation started, but we were talking about um, abuse and trauma. And of the 11 women that were in my living room, 10 were molested. So you don't, I mean, it was a, just a huge cry fest. So you figure we're all in our 30s, maybe early 40s at that time. And it was it was just an evening that I'll always capture and remember because it was, Dominique always said, when the tears come, it's just a washy-washy. It's just a release of energy. So when anybody's prepared to face something like that, we do have our Dr. Amy in the house to, to un, you know, peel that onion. We also have Sierra Boatwright to peel that onion because as our kids grow up and they do become teens, it's really nice for them to have the tools to talk about it then instead of paying tens of thousands of dollars like I've had to do uh, at 60 now. And the goal, <laughs> well, the goal and is that it never happened. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to the moms of teens and tweens and the, whole, the thing is she said, what do you say to parents who are reluctant to like have these conversations with their kids. And I said, you know, so much better to talk with your kids about spotting a spider and stopping a spider than to have to have the conversation afterwards about how are you going to heal and deal with the abuse? So mm -hmm. as, as uh, first of all, I hope I've made the conversation super easy and accessible and straightforward but if you feel awkward about this, just think about how awkward you would feel if you had to talk about it after. Beautifully said. Say to talk about it. Says when you're afraid of something, you're burying something. It's your shame. Mm -hmm. It's your fear. Mm -hmm. I mean, usually when somebody comes out or just wants to shut it down or have an explosion or just don't you know, turn your back, they're they're going through their. It's a trigger, right? I mean, they're just getting triggered by it. So. That's what's really nice when you get older and you actually have spent, you know, 20 years in therapy working through your own stuff. You get to realize why people react to you the way they do. And I've learned through therapy is instead of trying to throw out a lure to somebody who's not asking for help, I mean, reel that lure back in. <laughs> right? And, and just be there. It's about being. We're sharing that we're all human beings. And, and asking... So Person, ask questions. Yeah, how do you feel? That's such an easy question to ask somebody. How do you feel about that? But the bigger answer and uh, is because you hear the rhetorical reply, fine, I'm doing okay. Mm -hmm. When in fact, and I'm starting to see programs where people ask questions, so how are you doing? Mm -hmm. And they're actually being honest and not so good. 
uh, and and it seems like a really stupid question to be asking. Let's just say after someone you've loved has passed on yeah, or was in an accident or these kinds. Be honest. It's okay. And don't apologize when you cry. Mm-hmm. Do you apologize mm-hmm. when you laugh? Mm-hmm. No. So sure. don't apologize. That's part of who you are. And it's like you were just saying, it's part of the release. Yeah. It's part of the healing it's process. It's the washy-washy. It's the washy-washy. It's the washy-washy. <laughs> I, I call it the holy waters. I like yeah. the holy waters. Yeah. Very good. When I'm doing a reading and because people are often ashamed when they cry and and I say oh my gosh you've just offered this reading so much of a blessing with those waters yeah. Yeah. thank you thank you for letting them flow and they sometimes don't know what to, to say to me at that point but you know I, I, I was an early childhood educator for many years and I think when babies cry there are certain times when babies cry when it is a release and it's necessary and it's okay for them to cry mm-hmm. and to hold them and love them through that crying mm-hmm. instead of trying to shush them up yeah nice. and so many people have just have been shushed from their own crying that they try to shush other people they don't want them to express because it's it, it, it also it's again it triggers or taps our own pain and yet and when we can allow that and, and bless their release, it actually helps release something from us Absolutely. as well. Well Absolutely. said. Who do you do you have a uh, somebody you want to give some love to there, Christine? Oh, I do. You know, I want to give some love to my dance choreographer, teacher, um, dance troupe leader, Diana Replogle. Porrington for Baile de California dance um, during Fiesta. I danced my little feet off. <laughs> I danced my whole <laughs> self off, um, and I got to be in Fiesta uh, at Fiesta at the um, the Floricanto um, about the history of the, these dances that I'm doing. They really integrate the history of early California and the dances that were done there. And I wanted to invite any of the teens and young people. You only need to be 13 to to dance in um, at, at the at the court at the courthouse in um, Noches or in uh, in Floricanto and so these dances they're like folk dances and, and they include like the stories of what was happening in the world then and sometimes the 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 musical instruments and we work with other people in the community just so much fun and there's big twirly skirts if you've always loved a twirly skirt come join me <laughs> that's awesome see I've, it was a it was a beautiful this is like the, the whole breakout you know I always said Santa Barbara's in a renaissance so this was a this was a real good uh, way for us to like plant ourselves and then move ahead. We still got, you know, the fall coming and hopefully the all the festivities and the festivals and everything come back. We're still, you know, not quite not all there yet, but we're on a good strong road on the way back. We've got Anthony Rodriguez in the house. Do you have anything you want to add for before we go to the break? And I want to get to Dr. D too. We got some love here, Anthony. Yeah, I just want to say uh, thank you to the food bank for being so supportive uh, to their employees during difficult times. Um, if it wasn't for them, I don't know how I would be able to deal with certain things. So I just wanted to say thank you to everyone that has been very supportive. So and. Also to everybody that showed up for fiestas uh, at our Lady Guadalupe Church, thank you so much. And the ladies that gave me so much nice words, I am truly grateful because you have no idea how much I needed it at that time. Aww. So thank you. 
Beautiful. Dr. D, we got about 15, I left you 15 seconds. I appreciate that. That's it. <laughs> I would like to uh, <clears throat> give a shout out. I'm not going to do it by name because he knows who he is, but uh, to my newest client uh, that I have a new uh, little part-time side job that I'm really excited about. It isn't just about the money, folks. It is actually about the the, the, the project that I'm working on and going into, uh, I'll put it this way, going into somebody else's world and it's really very cool I'm really excited about being a part of this I will share more about that in the coming weeks but uh, uh, well, it's just on, really cool on, on the because we're real tape break we've got Dominique Hackett after these mm -hmm. messages but Richard you do do great audio work so if anybody out there wants to put their thoughts feelings books yeah. pot, whatever you do it all so I, I like to always you know pitch you there because you've worked with a lot of my clients you've done books for my clients oh, um, by the way you know that yeah. sound booth that uh, I found out about uh, at this one hearing aid testing uh, facility over on De La Vina? Yeah, I remember you get loading it moved, up. You asked moved. me if I had a truck. Exactly. I do remember that. I do. And then, of course, we were able to get yeah. uh, our thanks to Patricia Braggs yeah. and her crew. She was able to put together some gentlemen and a truck, and we loaded it and took it up the hill and brought it in the house and everything. And I haven't used it until now. And nice. I am really excited about getting yeah. inside that box. That's God bless <laughs> and Patricia Braggs, too. Oh, thank you, thank yeah, you. She's an amazing, And those amazing. are my 15 seconds of fame. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> hey, let's, let's uh, fill up your coffee. Let's have Dominique Hackett right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello, this is Dominique Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center, and I love to do a little, what I call a Hackett's Huga, and I love to tell stories. So um, this is a story that I got when um, I... Um, well, how do I preface this? Sometimes you're around teens that may have eating disorders. And there is a wonderful, wonderful book for parents to read. It's called Eating by the Light of the Moon. And it kind of helps give a different perspective on uh, on various uh, addictive behaviors and in, and in particular on on um, uh, on eating disorders. And when we talk about eating disorders, we're talking about some people who are um, eating too much and then without anyone knowing what they're doing, they may be throwing it up. And then there's other times where people are eating and they're just not eating. And so there are different kinds of disorders or discomfort in regards to eating. But this story has to do with a culture that had a moon goddess. 
And this moon goddess loved to take the light of the sun and reflect it down onto the earth in a way that was more gentle. And she did that, obviously, at night. And the people of the village loved the light of the moon because it was very gentle and very beautiful. And it helped them walk through some scary parts of the woods. The woods near the village had some murky, wet places where, you know... Can you pass you st- my coffee? Because I love this story already. Thank you. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> This you is, could step this is be in. a good story. <laughs> you could step in and maybe you get stuck in the bog and you never make it home. So they really, really appreciated the moon goddess. Well, when the moon goddess heard that the forest was kind of a scary place, she decided to go take a look for herself because she wanted things to be really well for the people in the village. So she went one night and what she did was she put on a cloak and she covered up her beautiful radiant golden hair and she covered up her golden garments. And the only thing that was sticking out that she couldn't cover up with were her radiant feet. But she walked through the forest and she came upon the boggy, murky place. And all of a sudden, the creatures of the bog took hold of her, grabbed her arm and grabbed her leg. And she was like, oh my gosh, now I see what all these people are afraid of. I'm getting captured by this bog. And as she was struggling to get out of the, the bog, she heard the sound of another human being who was walking through the forest at the same time and he was having trouble too. So in order to help light his way, she pulled back the hood uh, that she had over her hair so the ra- her radiant hair would give him some light. And when he had the light, he was able to avoid the bog and he was able to get back home. Well, he got out But she didn't get out. She got captured by the bog and she got pulled down into the mud. And these bog creatures didn't want her light out there because they wanted to be able to catch more people. And they literally covered her with a great stone. Jeez. Yeah, so she's stuck in the bog. Well, the people of the village, you know, they realized, wow, where did the light of the moon go? Where did our, our moon goddess go? And after a couple of days, they realized, hmm, we got to go looking for her. So they went into the forest during the daylight, and they figured out where she was, and they moved back the stone, and they were able to rescue her back out of the bog. And so she went up into the sky, and she's continuing to be our beautiful moon goddess. So... The reason why... So the thing is, if you get stuck in the bog, you know where that came from. <laughs> you know? Like, what was that last week's story? Eating crow or something like that? Right? Yeah, it's stuck in the bog. I don't want to do that. So um, part, part of... There's many different parts to stories that we can learn from. And in particular, the, um, I felt like one of the reasons why the story was included in a book that had to do with eating disorders, sometimes when we um, experience having an addiction, it's almost like we're putting a cloak on and we're covering up our light. And we're, we're entering a dark period where we're wrestling with some things and trying to understand how to be in this world. And um, what we gain from coming through trials and tribulations, we gain the ability to share our light. And our, our light is not only uh, for others, it's for ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. But we're in community. And so this story just helped to show how um, in community we help each other. And then, plus, as the rescuer, then she got rescued. Yeah, she had help to get rescued. She had help. Right. So, So, yeah. So, we we help each other. Yeah. 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 That's it. All right. Mm. 
Christine Marie wants to add some light to this whole thing. I do, because I was looking at the card for today, and um, it's the seventh card, which is the chariot. And the chariot, um, in almost every deck, is harnessing both their light and their dark to move the chariot forward, to go, go into forward movement, into success. And this charioteer... He has a white bull and a black bull. They look like they're going in opposite directions, but they're not. He's really utilizing both the energy of, of his light and his dark to move forward. And his, he's um, driving his chariot with the, the symbol called the Hanab Ku, which is the Mayan butterfly, which is the Mayan symbol for the galactic center, which is like the the center of the, you know, I, I think it's kind of funny how we, we as a culture, um, uh, modern society science, we used to think that, you know, the sun went around the earth. Now we realize we're going around the sun and with the sun, we're going around the Milky Way and with the Milky Way, we're going around the galactic center. How did the Mayans know that how many thousand years ago? I don't know, but this the, the Mayan butterfly is a is a symbol that that's like the, of the light and the dark, almost like the yin yang, but in a different way, like the Tao of light and dark mixing together. And it's where it's that aspect where you know beginnings and endings and light and dark and how all of those transformations really help to move us forward and what i love about my card from the sun moon sun and moon tarot deck is it looks like it's just before sunrise so it's just the the, the light the, the 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 starry sky behind the charioteer it's just starting to lighten up in the morning and it's so powerful because it feels to me a lot of like what's happening now with COVID um, and with all of us um, that things are starting to open up and move out and we're starting to really move forward and that's what the chariot is all about and I, and I love the, the the idea of the light and the dark and um, utilizing both of those things to help us move forward nice Don let's close it out we've got a couple of minutes before a break and then what Dr. Amy always does is she absorbs all this content and then she puts it in like what, 101 Dr. <laughs> Amy 101. Beautiful messages for our teens. Yes. Don. Don. Certainly, certainly. Briefly, I want to mention donsmassageohai.com. I provide therapeutic and structural integration bodywork to help you unwind and rejuvenate your mind, body, and spirit. Serving Ojai, Ventura, Santa Barbara, and sometimes Oxnard. And in Nahuga, there, Dominique mentioned radiant feet mm. and uh, that shone in the moonlight. And uh, I chuckled because my wife has made me an appointment for a pedicure. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we'll see if the removal of many layers of dry and dead skin will make me uh, radiant in my feet. <laughs> so awesome. So I want to put it out there to teens. I know you've heard of maybe a parent or an aunt or uncle going to get a pedicure or a manicure. Well, I didn't receive my first pedicure manicure until I was in my 30s. And I want to tell you as teens, if you have an opportunity to go, it is an absolutely delightful experience um, to have someone properly care for your nails and your cuticles and you learn things when somebody does this for you. Yeah, that's only if you can stop laughing because you're <laughs> yeah. ticklish in the feet. George, my oldest is so ticklish. <laughs> I got them both for uh, pedicures when they were like their late teens just because it was mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't a guy thing to do but we walked in there and I said sit your butt down I had to do it old school <laughs> and they both loved it. All Joe was, I heard him giggle. He was actually kind of funny. 
Um, so I've, I've been getting pedicures since I was 17. This is Christine Marie, and I it's 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 amazing. Yeah, so it's such nice. a good thing. Definitely very, <laughs> healthy, very reflective. Healthy nails, healthy feet. Uh, you can run better, faster. It's wonderful. Nice. Mm. All right, let's do this. We've got Dr. Aunt Fill up your coffee. Got Dr. Amy after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello and welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Dr. Amy Saltzman with StillQuietPlace.com and SpotAspider.com. And I am going to pick up on Christine Marie's conversation about dark and light. And I think what I've been reflecting on is, yes, of course, we all have dark and light. And at the same time, there are some people who due to their own, really to their own misfortune, have more dark and then they didn't take the responsibility or they weren't given the opportunity to explore that darkness and so it became increasingly dark and for those of us who are light or and have been willing to explore our own darkness Um, I think we can be particularly susceptible to the very dark darkness because our worldview is that we're trusting, we give people the benefit of the doubt, we expect people to be as kind and compassionate um, and in integrity as we are. And those are beautiful beautiful qualities and they can be taken advantage of and so um i just encourage people to have compassion for people who are in the dark dark but also have caution if you're dealing with someone in the dark dark and to remember that because of their experiences, not everybody is doing their work and um, not everybody's done the work to uh, like be their lightest, best selves. That's what I've got for today. Thank you for that, Dr. Amy. It was a good reminder because this is Christine Marie. I I do have that tendency to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And sometimes it, it stings a little bit <laughs> to remember that. But I also like to think sometimes that even though people aren't doing, I, th- I, I like to also think that people are doing the best they can with what they have in the moment. 
<clears throat> and even if it's not our best, um, it's the best they can. Because I know when people know better, they do better. And they usually do. And if they can't, if they do know better and they're not doing better, imagine that that's, only, that's the best they can do at that time. So for me, that helps me with compassion. It helps me also protect myself because, you know, um, to not take it personally in a certain way, right? Because it's like they, they are doing the best they can, even though they have maybe they haven't gotten to that place of the capacity to dig into the dark and feel yeah, comfortable. And I'm kind of forgetting what I've talked about and what I haven't, but I think there's this place of this balance of what I'm calling fierce forgiveness, which is mm-hmm. a form of compassion. Like I can have compassion for someone who's in the dark, dark mm-hmm. and causing harm. And at the same time, I can, um, peacefully and compassionately hold them accountable. Yes. And I think it's both and. um, And I think sometimes we as a culture, and I'm writing an article for Mindful Magazine on this, like we focus so much on on the internal process of compassion and forgiveness that we're not doing what we need to do individually or as a society to hold certain forces accountable, whether it's an individual or politically to just say, no, that's that's not how we do things. That's that's beautiful, Dr. Amy. That's beautiful because it is important to shine the light on that darkness to say, wait, that's not appropriate behavior. Um, and we don't, that's not acceptable behavior either, right? There's a, a zero tolerance for that kind of behavior. So, and I know you can do better. It's time. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and if you right. didn't realize you couldn't, well, let's, let me show you now you can, you know, I think, um, another way we have to maybe reframe when I, I've always been told you need to do the work, you need to do the work. I never got what that meant to be really, it's like mm-hmm. going to an S sentiment, cinema, <laughs> seminar. Remember the S back in the eighties? I didn't get that either. Okay. I spent a lot of money for nothing. Um, <laughs> but if somebody would have said to me in a different way, I don't know why I'm audible learner or whatever. Somebody would have said, look, you have, um, trauma points and you could tell because you're overreacting to things, you should understand why you're overreacting to those things. So go back in your memory bank and figure out what is triggering you towards those fears or emotions that you might. Now, if I would have said something like this to my dad, you know, as he was throwing one down, of course, he probably would have hit me. But um, that was that's one of those big trauma points that I have. <laughs> I'll show you a trigger point. Come on, I don't drink. Um, so, yeah, so, so, so I want to, I got to learn. I think it's got to be a phrase. When somebody overreacts and, and there's got to be a gentle way, because I, I have had that happen lately people overreacting yeah so what i try especially when i'm talking with a teen what i try to say is if you feel angry about something wow respect that wow that anger is telling you someone has crossed a boundary don't Mm -hmm. run that over that is really good body information and Mm -hmm. uh so i encourage but with that anger um, if you feel like you have to retaliate or you or uh, you hook it onto a whole bunch of other things and and blow it out of proportion, that the heat of it is 
what we would call the work. And that's the part where as an individual you look at, well, why do I have so much heat? But the information of the anger, wow, teens, I need you to know that anger is really important. And that's telling you, you need to do something, you need to say something, you need to be seen in the fact that a boundary was crossed. Mm. We, we talked about that with somebody who popped by last night that wanted to talk about um, their day. And Dominique and I are being motherly. And we're like, wait a minute. I, uh, of course, I did it because I was daddy, right? I said, what do you got, stupid on your forehead? I mean, you know, so, <laughs> that, that's how I approach it. Of course, Dominique did the mommy thing, right? So, right? Is this how people are setting it up? And, you know, what what's the definition or how do you define friendship? And this is like kids, young adults, uh, you know, older parents, grandparents, you, you still have to take those boundaries and sometimes you have to do a reset. That's all. Yeah. So what Dr. Amy is speaking to about light and dark. So when, uh, for me, what I feel in my body when I talk about light or dark, light means I'm transparent. I'm not perfect, but, I, but I'm transparent about what's going on for me. Mm. Dark is when maybe there's an intention to do harm. I'm doing literally doing something in the dark. I don't want anyone to know what's going on. That's, to me, what in the dark is. Dr. Amy, can you speak a little bit more about how you explain to teens what being in the light and being in the dark means? Um, it, I mean, I think... Again, we all we all have our places where we're unconscious, where uh, no matter how old we are, right, our families, our upbringing caused us to think and feel and behave in certain ways. And the more loving, compassionate awareness we can bring to those things. So I would call that the light, the less likely those habits are going to influence our actions. And when people have been unlucky and their family systems have given them certain beliefs about the world or about themselves that uh, you know, maybe they're not good enough or the world is a dangerous place and they haven't explored those things or that just they're not worthy or their needs don't matter. Then if those issues aren't explored with the light of awareness and kindness and compassion and curiosity, those the darkness kind of builds on itself and becomes increasingly harmful. So whether it's with a friend or by listening to teen sports radio or with me or Sierra or someone, the more you can look at those issues with kindness and compassion, the less likely you are to act them out on someone else. And then we do for sure have people in our personal lives and in our global lives who were harmed and, you know, learned mistaken beliefs as a child. And they're they're acting those out on the world stage, whether it's presidents of countries or, um, you know, 
abusive coaches or whatever, they're acting these behaviors out because they didn't get a chance to do the healing work. Hey, uh, big stuff, lots of stuff, but you know something? I need to go get more coffee. So (laughs) let's take a break. This is Erica Saul. We'll be back with Dr. Amy after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Christine Marie with a view from the deck. You can always call me at 805-350-2705 if you'd like a reading or find me on Facebook. Um, I am... I just wanted to do a segue real quick. Um, the, Dr. Amy was talking about reflecting gently to people, and I just was got this beautiful picture of that moon goddess reflecting her shining, beautiful light back on down on the people with kindness. And I just felt it was just so beautiful just to sort of shift, just to bring it back into that circle and to thank Dominique for her story and, and Amy, Dr. Amy for what she has to share too um, and how it all just dovetails together. And I believe that we have Dr. or not Dr. We have Mr. Anthony Rodriguez next from the food bank hey everybody this is anthony from the food bank of santa barbara county um i just wanted to share a couple exciting things that we have coming up um so this uh for september uh we're excited about having called the hunger action month and we are making uh calendar ideas for an action item for every day of the month if you want to participate with that, people can go and sign up on uh, for an email at foodbanksbc.org. And also, we are uh, would love if any restaurants want to help fundraise for that. We're actively seeking partners for a one-day fundraiser where people can either dine out or take out for hunger. So if any uh, restaurants want to participate in that, that would be awesome. Um, you know, any organizations that want to help out with that, that would be great because we, have, we definitely, we want to do our best to um, reduce and uh, eliminate hunger that we have here in Santa Barbara County. A lot of people think that, that, we, that, there's, no, that there's not much of a hunger issue here, but in reality, there is, and we really need your help to be able to do this. Um, so we can't do this alone. This is a community effort, and um, if you're willing to help out, please do. Also, if you want to come and uh, volunteer at the food bank, uh, kids, students, I mean, this is an awesome opportunity for you guys to get your hands wet and getting some community service. So you guys can also uh, take a look at foodbanksbc.org for an opportunity for that. But um, I also wanted to take something back, though, um, on everything that everyone has been talking about. Um, As an abuse survivor myself, 
Um, I want to say thank you for bringing this up because a lot of people don't like to talk about it. Families don't like to talk about it. But how else are we going to reduce the risk of abuse and and in any in any form if we don't talk about it? And um, I hope that you know by me talking about the fact that I was abused, I uh, was sexually abused and also uh, verbally abused for many many years. Um, I'm hoping that somebody who any kids that are listening to this that I hope that you guys end up having the strength to talk about and speak up for, for you know for what's happening to you if it's happening to you and if it's not happening to you and you know of a friend you know what be their voice uh, stand up because uh, we all deserve to be able to be okay and uh, if anybody ever has any questions you guys can reach me on the show or or find out but I'm more than happy to speak with you and help you get through. Uh, a difficult time but know that you have a voice and you have the right to say no and just know that you know things are hard but can get better and know that you're not alone Anthony give give uh, shine some light on your um, experience with working with um, kids and all the suicide work that you've done yeah so um, because of the things that I have been through in my past um, I felt that I needed to do something to bring out and be a voice for those who are going through abuse and also who have thoughts of suicide. Um, I'm also a multiple attempt survivor um, of suicide and it's really important for us to realize that, you know, we're not alone. There, it's, it is hard to talk about and there's no doubt that your feelings are, you know, they're, val- they're valid. And, you know, we just have to, to be able to find ways that we can express our feelings without somebody hurting us. So a good thing to do is to try to find somebody that, that could be a rock, somebody that you can talk to. Because there's always somebody willing to listen, always. And if somebody doesn't want to listen to you the first time, don't stop asking and trying to find someone, somebody that will listen. There is somebody that will listen. Sometimes it takes a few. And um, working with a lot of the teens, I go into schools. Um, so the schools, if you go to a school, you can ask for me. My name is Anthony Rodriguez. And if you want to talk to me, they will go ahead and call me and let me go and work with you. Um, but just know that um, it's, it's, it's a difficult time and, and there's so many difficult things that are happening right now in the world. It's, it's just unfathomable. Um, but being able to support our teens is it's something that I hold very dear to my heart. And to talk about, um, especially abuse, which is one of the hardest things to talk about, um, I realized that I did have a voice, even though I was being threatened, I was being told I wasn't good enough, I was being told that if I said something, it was going to be all my fault, that I would destroy the family. You know, if anybody else is telling you that, it's it's not true. It's not true. The ones that are the ones that are hurting you are the ones that made the mistake, not you. Nobody deserves and nobody asks to be abused. Yeah. So know that if you are being told that, they're lying. They yeah. are lying. You do hey, not deserve. Anthony, we've got a couple of minutes. Um, that we need to we need to honor all of the uh, people, the businesses, and nonprofits that are supporting our kids out there. So let's get to that, and then we'll have a wrap up. We'll continue after these messages.
and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Eric Assault of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Sarah Casalt of the Queen of Teen. Some heavy stuff we're talking about. Um, what? What? I hate to be the the brunt of all the good news, really, but we we need to we need to let people know what's going on. Suicides have gone up. The fentanyl use have gone up. Uh, impoverishment has gone up for our kids. More kids, more food stamps, more uh, food carts for kids. I heard it's getting as high as now 60%. Um, we're almost doubled as far as the number of fentanyl use uh, in this county. And, I mean, if you're looking around, I mean, it's the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. We need to focus. We need to look around. Anthony, give me like 15, 20 seconds. I know Dr. Amy wants to round it out, and then we're done for the day. But... Well, just know that it's okay not to be okay, and it's okay to ask for help. There's nothing wrong with it. The more that you ask for help, that means you're you're a lot stronger than you think. And I know that it's difficult, but don't forget to do that. Right. My my whole me? thing. My whole thing is be aware, be a lookout. Everyone's got to be a light. You know, everyone be the moon goddess. Everyone see something. Call people out on things. Dom, we got a minute. Yes, I wanted to piggyback on what Anthony had said. Uh, use your discernment, you know, cultivate your judgment and find a sounding board, somebody that you can hash things out with. You can't always do it with your parents. You want to, a lot of times you want to do it with somebody else, but don't go it alone. Don't try and stay shut up with these things and these painful experiences. Find a sounding board. Right. Dr. Amy, we got like 20 seconds. Yeah. So I just wanted to say thank you to Anthony because healing is having gone through the fires of hell and coming back carrying buckets of water for others mm-hmm. and that's definitely what anthony's doing I, I also wanted to offer the phone number dial 988 it's a mental health emergency and also it used to be the suicide hotline but it's for any mental health emergency just 988 like it used to be like 911 988 listen guys this be the so- light okay let's make somebody happy today god bless join us next week You're the best. You're the best.